0: Hi, hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Stefan Things. Um, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. I think that the conversations that we had are really important and interesting, and I had a great time. My guest is named Sky McKee. He's also an artist, musician, super whatever. They have a lot of great tracks out there, and just an all-around gem of a person. I think we had a great time talking and and uh I will be the first one to say it i think we're we're buds now <laughs> so i hope you enjoy this conversation we talk about a lot of stuff unpack social media how it affects artistry um the TikTok in particular uh and that relationship and we also talk about concepts of masculinity and what wholesome is and why it's so sought after right now in the whole social media space so i really hope you enjoy our conversation first i like to just give you the floor to, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. Uh, you can even, you know, mention how we met, which is kind of just like we followed each other cause mutuals, yeah. but, um, what brought you to TikTok space, what you did before that, all that stuff, just, you know, however you feel comfortable.
1: Sure. Um, thanks for asking, bud. So I've been, uh, playing bass and bands for my entire life. And then, um, I started my own project. It's coming up on four years ago. Um just recording music that I liked, um, that I was happy with. Um, I was a little insecure about it, but I showed a couple of friends and they were like, nah, we're at a party, and they're like, You gotta do something with it. So I went and recorded my EP, um, got signed in six months, my band super whatever, and um been doing that for the past three almost four years. Um went on a full US tour in February before the pandemic. Um well, not before the pandemic, before uh the quarantine. And so did that, made it home safe. No one we know of got sick from the tour. Um, Luckily, very, very luckily, you know, there were like hotspots as we were gone. They're like, oh, New York screwed. We're like, we were in New York four days ago. Um, And so did that, came home around November of last year. My label was like, you gotta get on TikTok, gotta get on TikTok. I was like, I don't wanna be on TikTok um I feel like that's everyone's story like I didn't want to do it I got on it I it's there's a learning curve to it definitely and then um I was on there to promote my band but I really didn't I just was like promoting my band the video will get you know 100 views I'm like go check me out if you like bands like this listen to me and I did it like for you know three days and I was like no one cares um about me or my music and so I just started telling stories and they started working and I was like that's fun people like me telling stories so I quickly stopped just like promoting my band and just was like telling stories people started saying I'm wholesome I'm like okay cool I don't mean to be I'm just trying to be like me but that's cool that I'm in a wholesome category um and then someone was like you're like the modern day Mr. Rogers and I was like I could do that I was talking to my wife I was like what if I just like did that she was like cool niche down like have fun because I'm all about social media and uh did that for a month and actually just today I just switched it back to Sky McKee I don't know if you saw
0: I noticed yeah yeah I uh which I I think it's cool though because like you you rode that wave you know and then like now it's time for you to own yourself again sure if that makes sense it was
1: fun and a lot of like comments initially were like oh don't like he has a legacy. Don't do, you know, don't be disrespectful. I was like, Oh, I want to do this and be respectful. Kind of like I saw, um, Willy Wonka TikTok. I was like, it's like a similar thing, but people hold Fred Rogers and Mr. Rogers so closely together that there was no separation. They're like, you're spitting on a grave. I was like, well, to be completely honest, like Mr. Rogers is a character, but I understand that you don't see it that way because he affected your childhood so much that you intertwine the personality because he was so similar to his character. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I'm at today is just making YouTube videos, waiting for my little one to come uh to be born and uh making TikToks because it's grown really fast and it's really fun just to be stupid.
0: I agree. I think there's something about uh TikTok specifically. Um it's like the era of so like shit posting has always existed, but now it's like accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm in a way that it never has been before i think vine was the pioneer vine was the myspace that tiktok is the facebook i think sure that's the way i i see it at least um but it's 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 weird i actually had this conversation with a a lot of people i met early on when i was on the platform i was like because my name cringe junkie actually comes from just me like enjoying like people a lot of the times use the word cringe like in a derogatory sense but i say like Cringe is just like secondhand embarrassment, but it doesn't incessant like it doesn't mean like it's wrong. Sure, um, it's more of our gut reaction to seeing something that maybe we would be afraid to share about ourselves. And I notice there's like a fearless, um, there's a whole side of TikTok that's just people just fearlessly projecting themselves out there. And sometimes it gets dramatic, and there's like drama like between like this grandma and this grandma, which I think is it's funny, but it's also like oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> like yeah. they're airing their dirty laundry. But nothing like that has really existed to, in a way where everyone can see it now. Like, it's just the way the algorithm works, you know, the way, mm-hmm. like, what you watch and all that, it just, like, shows up. And so now you're seeing, like, a really intimate part of someone's life that they've chosen to put out there, and they may not really recognize or understand, like, how much out there they're putting themselves. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just, like, totally uncharted territory, I think, as far as, like, creative spaces are concerned. Yeah. But I've, I've had a lot of fun with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of my songs have hit a million streams, which is amazing and playlisting and things like that. But like people who are invested in me and what I have to say, it's that sentence is clunky, but I've noticed that there has been more than I've ever had people who are interested in what I have to say and my values and um, how I see things in this world. And that is incredibly rewarding as a content creator i've been making music since i was 11 and so like now i have people who are validating that i don't need the validation but it's nice as a creator for people to say oh we were sad that you were gone for five days we've missed your content i'm like whoa that feels
0: really i think good. this is the age of like authorship mm-hmm. um as far as like this is for all the arts too sure I, there's been like more of an interest from art consumers in who created the thing back in the day you had your rock stars you know your big time like movie directors and musicians and, and different artists but now it's like people want to connect with everybody like not not just your most famous but they want to like they want to like politically align with you know their favorite musician their favorite filmmaker Sure. Um, more than ever i think mostly because i think political discourse has become so part of the pop culture mm-hmm. um but yeah it's and i've noticed that in your content too specifically as people flock to you because they like what you have to say and because of that i think it also means that they um like more intrinsically enjoy your music too mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's weird <laughs> it's really weird it's all really <laughs> weird i don't really understand it i think that like the world has enough white dudes um just
0: Me, I agree. I I
1: just, I want to kind of be an echo chamber, not an echo chamber. I want to be like a, uh, kind of a bouncing off point for people who don't look like me. I want to be a platform so I can help people go be me, go do what I do. Like go not be me, but be, be influential. Like I want to help people get emotionally healthy and help people show people my journey, Like my old music's about like depression and suicide. And I wanted to show people that so I could show people like, look, this is how you get healthy. Look, this is how you get through that stuff. So you like, let me just be the like, let me just serve the people that are going to go change the world. Let me be the like the band-aids and the like, the like, you know, medicine for the people that are, that don't look like this. So that's, that's the vibe that I'm trying to invoke.
0: I'm really glad that you said that. That's actually something I'm really passionate about, too. And I always, um, because I'm a filmmaker first, that's what I'm trained in, filmmaking and broadcast journalism. And um, I never had, my intention was never to be seen. Like, my intention was always, I want, I I have a voice, sure, and I'd love for that to be heard, but I'd much rather provide a microphone to other specifically marginalized groups Mm -hmm. to create their art because they've been so silenced for so long. Yeah unfortunately, especially in like developed cultures. And so I, you know, I saw that problem and I didn't want to stand idly by, you know, and benefit from the problem, Mm -hmm. which is the definition of privilege. Right. So I wanted to use that tool as a means to help others raise them up. And then I found that on TikTok, I was like, well, people really like hearing what I have to say. So how can I use this in a way that helps others and now like i do these live streams where it's just me hanging out i call it group therapy i'm not a licensed therapist at all but it is just like a it's an intentional space to just chill and like talk about like safely talk about our problems what's going on things that we're worried about Mm -hmm. and um, i'm constantly being thanked for that which is a great feeling but i'm hopeful that moving forward i can get back into this whole like here you take the microphone because i think your voice needs to be heard more than mine because we have again there's There's a million tall white dudes with glasses. (laughs) Sure. Um, We're like a dime a dozen as far as like creatively speaking. And it's not to like knock our creative voices. But I think that self-awareness is important in like maintaining artistic integrity.
1: Yeah. And I think for me with my project, I had to get knocked down a peg. Like it was it's really it's been very um, eye opening with just my privilege and things like that. And I never, I was raised in a conservative family. It wasn't celebrated. It was just the way things were. And no one really brought it up because it was an uncomfortable conversation. And so I don't even know if they knew how to have that conversation or what that conversation was. And so doing music has been amazing because it not only has helped me uh, help me help others, it's helped me see others as equal and it it sucks to have to say that and it sucks to have to like learn that I feel like that should be in, I, I feel like it is intrinsic but then there are you know people muddy that but it's been really nice to just get back to love and get back to respect and get back to um, what my own parents never taught me what now a you know 14 year old online has as much as it seems like it could be a bashing or a Twitter You know rage like i am learning and i need like i'll 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 go search it out on my own but like and i have searched it out on my own but i want i want us all to learn which is why when people are like hey how you said that was stupid i'm like ow but maybe like i don't want to like right you could be right i'm trying my best i'm not the best i am trying my best so yeah
0: teachability i think is important uh for all human beings uh being teachable is not taught unfortunately Mm -hmm. uh, especially not in the US like our education system is very much like forgets uh, that we all have to take place within a greater world Mm -hmm. rather than we are the reason for its existence and uh, I've had to learn quite a few hard lessons too and for the virtue of where I grew up I grew up in the deep south Bible Belt you know very conservative uh, background luckily now my parents are very left-leaning you know have they've grown too mm-hmm. which is really amazing i'm very lucky nice. but um it's like those classic like you don't know what you don't know kind of situations because mm-hmm. we didn't have access to really anything that was saying hey the way you are going about life might be hurtful to other groups of people so we weren't even aware of it as a concept there are some things i think all people are aware of sure um, like systemic issues that we're facing but there's a lot of idiosyncrasies that. You're not necessarily aware of because you just don't know any better um thankfully, the internet really helped with that with me specifically mm-hmm. like being on Tumblr and like just interested in meeting new people who didn't sound and act like everybody I was around sure, but um that was like the first step, and I think that maybe what's changing like the the world a little bit, like the zeitgeist for lack of a better word, but it's fascinating stuff,
1: yeah, I think it's been i think it's been. I mean, we don't have to talk about this forever, but we can. Um, It's been interesting (laughs) to uh, to learn these things and to learn that I'm wrong. Because as a kid, you like have structure and you crave structure, and you want to see the world. You know, you want to understand things, and so your parents do their due diligence to build that. And a lot of those things are like, you know, you know, racist ideologies from like their parents and their parents and their parents, and it's just a passed down thing that no one, like, once you put a microscope up to the root of these things is, you know, that's when you start to learn, but like, as a child, I've, I crave structure. And so for me, I, I probably, um, and I, I think, I think a lot of people need to apologize for this thing because it's not that I like, wasn't willing to look and wasn't willing to do the work. It's that, the structure that was built around me was going to have to fall for me to build a new structure. And that is daunting and that's scary. But now that I'm doing that and embracing doing that every day, it's like, okay, cool. Like, what else can I learn? What else can I grow? What else can I build? But like my parents, that structure has been fortified for their entire lives. And it's like, there there's a lot more work to do to get the Karen out of my mom, you know?
0: Right. Well, you know, the longer cement has to dry, the stronger it is. Yeah. (laughs) So Yeah. Yeah, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've had to have, you know, plenty of uncomfortable conversations in the recent past, um, you know, in the past couple of years and had to really educate myself on like, um, you know, like discussions around race and politics in the U S um, in particular. And you're right. You have to really embrace that discomfort, uh, which it goes against our whole, upbringing in most cases and our programming as human beings too because discomfort is like the thing you avoid like Mm -hmm. naturally it's our our brains are designed to not embrace those things but that's what helps us grow it's just i always make the analogy is the same reason you know you lift a heavy weight you tear the muscle to build it to make it stronger and that same same thing applies to our minds and how we uh adapt to new concepts and things like that it's never The best growth comes from the most discomfort, I find.
1: Sure. And it's also uh, a big thing for me is like, like relearning the basic understandings of humanity is like, I understand the embarrassment of being like, damn, I got it wrong. But that doesn't mean you shy away from it. That means you like push deeper into it. And that was, you know, that's the like the white fragility that um, that I think I've had to you know, push into and push through. And I'm, you know, I, I think it's easy to have these conversations and be like, wow, well, it, it must suck to be like privileged and not know it. And But I'm like, you know what? Like I'm just learning. I'm a 27 year old man. I wish I would have learned this. I wish I would have never had to have this conversation outside of love, respect, unity. And I, I wish this wasn't the way things are. It is the way things are. How do I How do I not be embarrassed to relearn the basics? How do I go at it with respect and, you know, apologize if I've hurt anyone with microaggressions that I didn't know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's important. I've noticed um, I've emphasized showing grace not only to others, but for ourselves, Mm -hmm. too, uh, because it is easy to get caught up in, like, you know, self-bullying, like, you know, how, How dare I have not seen these things, you know, because you cringe at your past self. You know, I'd punch my past self, you know, if if I heard some of the things she said in high school more than likely, you know. But I think that's probably true for everyone. I think that's like a human thing, or at least it should be. We should look back on ourselves and not be a huge fan. Sure. um, Because we should always be growing. But I'm glad that you've been able to occupy a space like that on TikTok of all things. And I, and I, I agree with your audience when they call you wholesome, because I think that these concepts wholesome, and this is, I, I want to like segue into a conversation Go. about like what wholesome means, Go. because it is, I'm sure you've noticed that words become used quite a bit in the recent past. It's, um, there's been like a, more of an interest for content. That's wholesome. That makes you um, feel safe. Cause I think that's part of what wholesome means. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, um, wholesome content does not set off a red flag for anybody i think um even somebody who is a bigot they know they're a bigot and they proudly wear the bigot flag can in some way see and recognize wholesome content for what it and and call it as such Mm -hmm. recognize it and call it as such and i think that's what makes it um palatable and makes it succeed right now specifically because the world's fucked (laughs) up and it always has been but now it's like even more in our face Um, and we're constantly hyper aware of it so people are looking for some form of like healthy escape Mm -hmm. because I think escapism is good in balance Um, you actually need it because you need to take a break from the world and then you know gather yourself Um, but you kind of found that that's what stuck and then leaned into it which I like I think that that was a you made the right decision as far as for your brand, for your music, but also I think for your, probably your own mental health.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. It's been, (laughs) it's been really interesting because I just thought I was running around being a doofus, just being stupid and just like having fun. And then people are like, wow, you're so wholesome. Like, I have, I I like, can't get away from it at this point. And it's not that it's not, it's like, if I'm going to be on social media, I might as well play to my strengths. And if everyone's saying I'm wholesome, and if everyone's saying I have a great beard, I'm like, I'll just do those two things. And I'll just like, keep trying to be love. And I'm not going to get political unless I have to. Um, and unless, you know, someone else is being marginalized, like time to stand up, time to put on my, my boots and kick some ass. But, um, I just think that, I like, I like that safe space and I can't really get away from it. People deem me it. And then it kind of became that thing. And so I've made posts like trying to be funny. There was a, a thing I was talking about, like, um, Jen, uh, Jen, um, the lyrics, like in that, I think Omarion song, that's like, uh, he got to eat the booty like groceries. And I was like, talking about it i was like so what does that look like like what does that mean like sometimes i eat like baby carrots like just like being dumb (laughs) and i was like that's raunchy people are gonna like shy away from my content they're like you're so wholesome wow like you don't even understand the terminology i'm like dang i can't (laughs) i am i am in it so i might as well deep dive and just like be that person because that is just me personified and like boiled down and so um it's been cool. I, I just want to say it's been cool to see other creators. Um, there's this uh, trans girl um, who is just such a sweetheart who uh, who I think be, it's like Baby Grace, BB Grace. or I don't, I don't know how to um, say the username, but I was on her live the other day and she was like hey i just want to let you know oh my god sky like you helped me lean into wholesome content like i saw your content it made me want to be more wholesome and i was like wow i'm like <laughs> helping people that's great feedback find yeah they're like their niche content like i'm so into social media like i love uh marketing i'm like that's so cool that i help someone find their niche like that's rewarding and also like you don't have to be like everyone you see online like you can be like counter you can be sweet you can be good and people will celebrate that so yeah
0: yeah i i agree i think that um because of the way the technological aspect of tiktok works it's algorithm design Mm -hmm. um it's so curated based to your taste so it's like one of the few spaces where no matter what you're going to find your audience Mm -hmm. and um your audience might not be huge but you will find those people that who are like oh my God, I love the same kind of cactus as you. This is my, this is cactus TikTok now. And like, you know, I'm going to follow you because I like watching your videos about the different cacti that you own and all mm-hmm. that. So like, that's like a thing, you know, and that really didn't, it existed in some form before, but now it's like on a massive scale that it was never was. And uh, yeah, I agree. Cause I'm, I've been recently, more recently labeled in the wholesome space. I mean, people have called me that here and there mm-hmm. but since i do mostly like i'm just trying to be funny and goofy i feel like i'm more in the goofy space than wholesome but goofy can be wholesome but goofy can also be other things sure. um but like recently i've just stared at the camera <laughs> and then 17,000 views it's like okay what what is for me i'm like this is interesting from like a psychological sure. standpoint like what about me and my gaze not leaving the camera is enough to make thousands of people just like think it's funny or whatever um i've just like to like let me unpack this you know and i I'd mull it over over days sure. but um it does make it more fun though because it's super rewarding and i don't know it's just cool like tiktok is very low effort high reward i've noticed yeah and that's why it's so addictive
1: it's crazy that it makes you feel like you're doing something interesting i think for me i'm like i don't know i see these people who do these yeah, like virtual effects stuff. And, I, and there's people that do perfect loop videos. And I'm like, dang, that took days. I literally wake up at 8am. Because I know that my best time to post in the morning is 850. And so I wake up at eight, maybe 820. And I go, uh, and I look through my notes. And I go, I had an idea. And I go do it. And then I post it and post hashtags that don't have a billion use uses. I try to find the ones in the million because then you can like like work your way up the algorithm. If you have like higher views on a lower niche, you can actually build that bigger. That's like how algorithms, that's the point. Um, I'm obsessed anyway. Like, and then I just post and like, I'll respond to a couple of comments because that's what you're supposed to do. Maybe go live, go make a cup of coffee and go about my day. Like, I'm not like thinking too hard about it. Yeah. You know, and it's just working. That's, and that's it's how I approach fun. it too. Yeah.
0: It is fun. It's well, as I think, especially right now when we crave interaction with new people Mm -hmm. more than ever because well at least if we're being smart and uh if we're just doing the right things right now we're limiting our time out (laughs) from our homes but um that's it's been like there's no coincidence that TikTok blew up really right when this pandemic hit Mm -hmm. i think because it's it's like the the most entertaining form of escapism but it's also like It's like social media on steroids, too, because so many people have been able to meet and collaborate. And um, when you find somebody who's into the same weird shit as you, that's always like, a, you know, I know it's happened to you. And like when it happens in person, it's like you've hit a goldmine, like you meet somebody at a party and they just happen to like the same like niche version of a Radiohead song that isn't on any records, yeah. you know, like it's, it's just, it's like gold and it's amazing. But when you're on TikTok and you just like stumble upon it, it's that same feeling. So you're like chasing that high. Mm-hmm. So I can see how it can be like dangerous and addictive, but, um, I'm just like, as long as it's balanced with everything else in your life, like, you know, enjoy it for what it is. Cause for me it's literally created the beginnings of a career. So I can't talk too badly about it yeah. at all.
1: Yeah. And that's, it's crazy. We, I've had the most growth on my label, like bands on TikTok, And so even though it's just sky, I have like a super whatever account, I don't use it, but I have like just the sky McKee me brand, whatever it is, like is working so well that everyone's like celebrating it, even though like, I'm not like making money off of it yet. Like I've gotten, I'm on the creator fund and I have like gotten brand deals, but I don't want to like have the coldest water in my video and be like, Oh, like I just am not interested or like bang energy. I'm just not interested yet. Um, maybe one day but i'd rather just like make youtube videos and hope for (laughs) hope for one day a royalty off that um but yeah it it is like a budding career like i have it's funny my drummer kind of sidetracked my drummer i sidetrack a lot and i apologize um
0: no no go for it my
1: drummer talked to me about he's like yeah i know it's like you can get a lot of followers really fast but like it does it's it's not the same as instagram like it's not the same i'm like it's 200,000 people who are following your tiktok page is a lot of people like let's say a quarter of those amount of people are actually invested let's say half of that are people that are would be willing to buy a shirt with your face on it that's a lot of people like that is what what is that number that's 25,000 people that's like a lot of people like It doesn't matter how many people are following you and if they're engaged with your content. It matters that it's a platform where you can share your thoughts, opinions, jokes, wholesome content, and someone's gonna see it. If I was posting to Instagram, even last year, it's a beg. We had to get like so much marketing money just to hope that a a song did anything. I have gotten good with Spotify, Apple. I have so many friends at so many things Facebook throws us stuff all the time. Like so many people you have to like beg. And with TikTok, you just have to be consistent <laughs> like at whatever and it'll work. So
0: you just have to exist. Yeah. On the platform really. Cause consistency is huge. I know that there are a lot of inner workings, um, that they're constantly tweaking. Mm-hmm. Cause I know when I first started, um, it was the way it uh, populated your content on your the following mm-hmm. uh, like feed. It was chronological, and then they took a, a note from Instagram and Facebook and changed that yeah. um, because it benefits them. But it did hurt creators there for a while, but there's always a way to figure it out. And even then, it's still the most accessible platform to really put yourself out there. And uh, people really rolled their eyes at it for the longest time, which is so funny. Still do. And yeah, they still do, sure. But like, it's the people who are rolling their eyes at least have the app on their phone now mm-hmm. and they watch it in bed before they go to sleep. They just don't create content because they're too, you know, maybe they're too nervous to or whatever. They're just not interested in that. But like a year ago, people were like, I would die if that was ever on my phone because all they associated it with was like musically and like kids and like problematic content and stuff that it did have issues at the time. But now it's like exploded into. It's like a thing now, you know. You say I make TikToks, and and like it's not weird anymore. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like I don't know. Like I said it today at orientation, it's part time work that I've got, and like the whole room was just like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing." Like you know, there was no like, "Wait, what? What is that?" You know, it was like they accepted it immediately. Yeah. And I was like, a year ago, I was in film school talking about making TikToks, and I was like shunned mm-hmm. because they're like, "That's not art. That's not film." And so I joke right back with them. I said, "Well." It actually is. It, yeah. And of course, they'd want to get into a debate over it. But um, I think it is. I think it's an extension of storytelling. Um, I love it. I really do. Yeah. I'm I, posting. I a lot okay. of fun.
1: I am. Um, I'm posting one today. I posted one this morning that was like, change my username. People were like, woo. Like no one was like, I was afraid people were gonna be like, you used his name for a clout, which I didn't. I literally was like, that sounds fun. And I did. I was like, I'm bored. I'm changing it. Um, and I wanted to change it early. Cause if I like got a million followers and was like, I'm sky now people would be like, what the, like, you just rode that fame. But I already had like almost, I had like 90 something thousand and then it jumped me to like 200,000. So I was like, okay, that's a, a lot more people, but like, I'm hopping off this train to respect his legacy and not just like ride his name to like fame and success. I was like, that's, you know, that's not right. And so Um, I'm posting one today about toxic masculinity and about how I've just been posting about me and people have been sending me uh, videos of like, how to stop being so feminine. And I'm like, being sensitive and being honest with my emotions. Why is that? Like, what makes that feminine? What's wrong with being feminine? What is feminine? Like, what is masculine? And why is me trying to help people with their emotional intelligence like demas, like de masculinization? And I've never cared about being masculine, but I really hate it when people say I'm something I'm not. Like, right. don't put labels on me. Whether or not I subscribe to them, like you're you're trying to hit me with a gender binary. Like, get out of here. So.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I know you saw, um, I think you saw my video I posted I yesterday. It mm-hmm. Was like I covered the same thing, and that's something I've been um, really pursuing. In fact, I don't know if you have the CoStar app, but I downloaded the CoStar app uh, because people are always asking me what my sign was, and I always forget my, like, rising and all that. So I downloaded it, and it sends you these, like, um, push notifications. And it'll, like, one day it said, practice your telepathy today. And I was like, I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. but sure. But the other day it said, um, it said you are a non-binary something and just like it called me non-binary and I didn't scoff at it. I was like I thought about I was like well I don't really believe in the binary of gender like I don't um I just I know I lean masculine like I lean like just like I know that I am like a cis masculine person but I know that it's a spectrum and it got me thinking I was like well maybe I am <laughs> non-binary mm-hmm. and I've been struggling with that for like a week now not struggling but just like mulling it over but yeah, I made that video yesterday because it's 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 a hot topic right now because Harry Styles posed an address on Vogue, and of course, a lot of people who are most most commonly are just very insecure in the concept of gender identity and uh they attacked it and said it was like some like it was itself was an attack on masculinity and they're trying to like change men and blah 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 and I don't know. That I just felt inclined to make uh, a TikTok, which is kind of out of character for me, where I like talked about something I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I said what I said. I was like, people assume that masculinity means 0% femininity. And I say a strong man or a strong um, male-identifying person leans into femininity and understands the benefits of it. And anyway, I, I think a lot of people get misconstrued or I think usually it's insecurity. it really is I know that because I see it in a day to day life like specifically and within toxic masculinity
1: sure um something interesting to me um is that um different sci- societies deem different things masculine and feminine, and so like uh it like technically is a social construct that's what my post is about today, and I'm kind of nervous to get flack um for it but like it is a social construct like how people deem those things and how you deem those things are based around your upbringing a lot of it people say nature and nurture they they can't really draw the line where it is but it's leaning towards social construct and um and attaching that to one's uh physiology um is uh a social construct and so i think it's very interesting um that like, I don't know, go, go wear clothes. Like, just because you said those clothes are for this and those clothes are for that, like, uh, we're having a, the, the sex of our daughter is female and nothing, like, we were like, why why would we just buy pink? Like, why, why do they have to, like, they can, they don't even have to, like, I think that's the big thing. My parents talked to me about, like, well, the issue is, like, giving kids, you know, the option. Once you give the option, and I'm like, shh, First of all, shut up. Second of all, like... (laughs) Our kid doesn't have to, like, make a decision. I mean, it's probably rewarding to know who you are as a person. But, like, just because you're not, like, a fiend for pink doesn't mean you're not, like, how you identify. Like, just because I don't wear pants every day doesn't make me... A man, a woman like it doesn't it doesn't change like how I identify, and so that is the thing that bothers me so much is that like I have a huge beard, and people are like, Wow, you can tend- you tend to be you know a little more feminine I'm like, where like what what is it because I'm nice because I'm sensitive because I listen to my wife because I love people because I respect people like what what am I doing that is, like, that you are deeming feminine? I I just, if, it frustrates me because I'm like, don't don't put your binary on me. It's not even like, don't call me feminine. Like, call me whatever you want. But, like, don't put your preconceived binary on me. Like, get that off me. Like, I'm going to go live my life and love people. And I don't think, like, is that, a like, a feminine thing to do? Is that, like, a masculine thing to do? I'm just like... I'm going to love people and I'm going to treat my wife the way she deserves to be treated. And I'm married to my wife because she is the coolest person I've ever met in my life. It's not because like, I don't know. That's, that's a whole nother story, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, well, I, I think just, there's a, sorry. there's a lot to un- <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, there's a lot to unpack there when special, when people like project onto you, what they think you are or like, or they try to judge how you present yourself. And, uh, I think. I think you and I are both not saying femininity is wrong at all it's it's their concept of femininity and its and its association to weakness which is a very sad and pathetic thing that specifically US culture but I'd say a lot of western culture have have really like held on to for mm-hmm. way too long like longer it shouldn't have been there to begin with but um associating things like kindness and compassion and empathy um associating those things with weakness and then projecting that onto people who cuz they're angry. I mean it's 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 a weird maybe a small amount of anger but they're like this guy has a big beard and at a bar I I think nothing of it but because he's talking about, you know, his his emotions and like and trying to be um you know, a proponent for like compassion and empathy, I I now associate him with weakness and that's like on them. That's like their problem, you know, not your problem. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I hate that so much um and it's usually um that's like a socially programmed ideology because yeah, you fly over the ocean and you have kilts in Scotland, you have, you know, like saris or whatever the the men wear in India, you know, like clothing and its association with gender identity is kind of like a, it's a free for all. And it always has been, but maybe in the last 100 years in the U S they've really been weird about it. But even before then it wasn't even a problem. So it's a very, recent development like it's a recent form of bigotry which is
1: frustrating it feels very recent it felt like it was on tiktok and tiktok was like (laughs) there. tiktok keeps its zones pretty separate of like people's like you know conservative liberal and sometimes it bleeds and people go ah conservative tiktok like got on my whatever page, help me, save me. And then pe- people are like commenting for algorithm and like bring them back um, to like accepting um, TikTok or whatever. And so it's it, it goes back to that concept of like, so I am a kid trying to build up my the world around me and understand the world around me. So I'm gonna build up these constructs. Oh, you don't fit my construct that I learned. And it offends me because it makes me uncomfortable because it's not just makes me uncomfortable to look at. It makes me uncomfortable because then I will have to second guess the structure that I built at four. And that makes me uncomfortable. And it makes me mad because you are trying to break down this thing that, you know, living is hard. Being here is hard. It doesn't make any sense. Coming into this world doesn't make any sense. So coming into this world, you got to kind of build up this safety net of like, what the fuck? Like it, it, none of it makes any sense. And so now that we have this, okay, I've built my barrier of not losing my mind because this is all batshit, shit. And so you try to tear down my bat shit wall, like by wearing a dress, like you're offending me. It's like, right. It's just a little kid being like, <laughs> don't, don't try to like make me understand things.
0: Right. Right. No, that's exactly what it is. It's a very, um, it's like our child brain mm-hmm. really lashing out. Yeah. Um, in fact, like I was, I hang out with my niece and nephew. Uh, I was actually just hanging out with them before we did this, and I, when I first started painting my nails black, um, he, my nephew in particular, you know, he's nine. He looked at me. He's like, "Why are your nails black? Why do you paint your nails?" I said, "Because I like it." And you could see the gears turning. And at nine years old, he was already struggling with that because that's not what he's been told. That's not what you know the TV shows say. That's not mm-hmm. what his friends say. And then, um, even his dad let his sister paint his nails and they told me, cause I wasn't right when this happened, but he like, um, my nephew was like, wouldn't talk to him for the rest of the day. Cause he was just like struggling with that. And mm-hmm. then he got over it and, um, thankfully he got over it. Right. And like, doesn't think twice about it now. So I'm like, awesome. I could have be, I could be that for, you know, for this kid. Sure. Um, but you can see how quickly, how early it's reinforced but that's like the we live in a society, you know, like mm-hmm. um, kind of conversation where, you know, we have a natural inclination for structure. So that means our brains categorize everything. It's our, that's like what it does naturally. But we have a responsibility for ethical reasons to consider if that is right or wrong, because sometimes it's it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to know what sand is and what mud is. But sometimes it's like this doesn't make any sense. There's no real purpose for that categorization. And there's no yeah. real purpose for placing things in a box. It doesn't serve any greater good. And once you start thinking of things like that, specifically the whole like, does this serve a greater good? Um, you, start, you stop caring as much in a good way. Like you stop worrying so much about what other people are doing. Sure. Um, so I, I find it very invigorating. It's like, it's a release, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's an early in the process, it's uncomfortable. But coming out the other end is like, it's very freeing.
1: I think I've learned to love being wrong. I love being wrong because then I get to be right and I love being right. And so (laughs) I love being wrong more than I love being right though. And I think that's the thing is, I think that a lot of people want to be right. And a lot of people have their little right house that they've built. And if something's wrong, they're going to like throw rocks at it. And I think that I've learned to love being wrong because the moment I'm wrong, then I can like, you can hit those, those altruistic values if you're like willing to tear down your house. Cause that's the thing that's crazy is once you break down your ideologies, you are comfortable breaking down your ideologies. You're like, okay, cool. I got to break down my house again. Okay. I'll rebuild it stronger. And that's okay. But the first time breaking down your house, the first time breaking down your ideologies, you're like. Oh no. What could happen? Like I'm not safe anymore. Like I'm gonna lay in the fetal position because I don't understand the world. Um the I don't know if you've seen the Netflix film, um, A Pervert's Guide to Ideology. I've not. You should check it out. It's really good. It's about like why Coke doesn't say these are the ingredients and it's how it's gonna make your teeth feel because there's a lot of sugar in it. They say, ah, a-A-A-A-H, and it's like, oh, I'm chasing a feeling. Drinking Coke is chasing that moment of when I drank Coke six years ago, and it felt good to drink that Coke because I was with my dad. Now I want more Coke, and that's the ideology of like the cell, but the deeper you go in that, it's like, okay, I've built ideologies around my life where it's like, wow, when I dress like this, people like this are like this. And it's like, okay, breaking those things down, that ideology, and building it up to be like, okay, I've never done anything for me. I've done everything for everyone else and how I'm perceived. Like it's time to do things that make me happy because I am unhappy. Um and yeah. so and, and in America that's like frowned upon and I'm fine with it. I'd rather be made fun of and love people and love my wife and respect people and be respected for the rest of my life than to be a bigot. And to, like, get drunk with my buddies and have, like, a good time, air quotes. Anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I think that's being authentically yourself, too. Sure. There's a difference between living in a way that you think you should live and then figuring out who you authentically are and then just allowing that be your compass as far as how you, like, project yourself, like, how you present yourself and how you speak to others and all of that. Because then people like that flock to you. Mm-hmm and you start to find your, your real tribe, you know, you start to find human beings and souls that like enrich you. Yeah. For me, it's like, that's why I'm such an advocate for being wrong also, because I, in being wrong, I've met and and have the strongest connections that I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of that was through a lot of hard lessons learned, you know, abuse and, and poor people and, you know, bad people in my past, um, but now that I've like made the concerted effort to push forward and learn those lessons, I'm now meeting like the coolest fucking people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and yeah. it, that really, en- and we're able to like co enrich mm-hmm. each other too. Cause it's not just a, it's not just a take or a give it's both. And which is rare. Yeah. And it's, I hate how rare it is, but it's rarity is its value too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I wish that, these things occurred naturally i guess is my only lament is that it this stuff happened naturally but unfortunately people in positions of power and authority need you not to be that enriched because they have to take advantage of
1: you sure (laughs)
0: um yeah so you need to be a little dysfunctional for positions of a uh, like structures of power and authority to to utilize you for their means yeah and uh, so you need to be unhappy you need to feel you need to be chasing that feeling to get that coca-cola Um, because if you are happy with what you have, you won't get chill about it. Yeah. You won't go buy Coke and, uh, you won't go buy either form of Coke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I, this week, my, the thing I've learned, um, is that uh, just kind of like a weird little quip that I wanted to mention, um, the people that don't subscribe to you, don't subscribe to you. So if someone comes to your page, I'm just speaking social media, but also this is like bigger concepts and I'm trying to understand it. So there are people that come to my page and they say, you're ugly. I hate your, I hate you. Like just mean random. It'll be in the bottom. You'll end up with 20 comments oh and it's one of the low ones or a hundred comments. It's the low one, but it'll just be, I hate your content. Like just like it's few and far between, thank God. But there are people that really dig. I used to post my songs. And people were like this song shouldn't blow up because it sucks and your band sucks and you're garbage. And I'm like, oh, the thing is, it's not just about them being user one zero zero three eight two. Like that doesn't matter. the The fact of the matter is, they didn't follow you, they didn't subscribe to you, and if they did. They want to see you. And so no matter how much they're talking crap, they're either subscribed and interested or they, and they're just heckling, which that's their own problem. Or they're just a person that came and went. Someone that s- swept past you on the internet just to say something mean, didn't follow you. The algorithm will never show you or never show their youth to them again. So cool. That person said one bad thing. Don't interact with it. Because the moment you interact with it is the moment that more people are gonna say bad things. You're telling the algorithm, this is the content I wanna consume, and this is the content I like to see. So if you just let it slide by, they didn't follow you, they've disappeared into the nether of the internet, and you never have to see them again. Like, let it go, let it slide. So that's something I'm trying to learn because my platforms are growing so much. Like, my Instagram is growing, I'm posting my TikToks to Reels, it's growing, growing, growing. And what I'm trying to do is just see those comments, Allow those comments to be don't delete them, don't cause a ruckus, just like let them happen and let that person go hate someone else that is going to get the bait and get stuck with this person because you just told the algorithm you want this content, so that's something I'm trying to learn yeah about. i had
0: I had to recently deal with um uh, it was one of those situations where the person did the comment, but they didn't stop there, and I'd never interacted with them throughout the whole process but they made an effort to go on all of my instagram posts and as many tiktoks as they could just to spew vitriol like this guy sucks like cringe like they even made multiple accounts because what i did was i just started blocking them Mm -hmm. silently blocked them on everything and for a whole day i mean this is they, they went as far as to create multiple emails just to email me how much they hate me which i was like I'm kind of worried for you, you know, is how sure. I felt. You know, I'm like, I, I'm actually very worried for you and where you're at in your mind right now. Because I didn't take it personally because I'm just sure of myself. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, you hate me. Okay, that's fine. I, I love me. So, you know, that's tough on you, I guess. But um, it's not like they were providing criticism. It was just hatred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the worst of it. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I never engage I think one time I made a reply just because I thought it was funny. Somebody, um, somebody called me a name because I had black nail polish. And so I made a joke. I was like, oh, man, what, was your, what does your time machine look like? Because you're clearly from like the 1800s. It was like the joke. Yeah. And uh, that video kind of blew up, though, because everybody thought the joke was funny. And what's funny is they deleted their comment. That always happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever like you make like a video response and it blows up, they always run, um, which I, I get why but um i typically yeah i just pretend like it doesn't even exist now thankfully this in the space that you and i are in we kind of attract people who want to be positive more sure because um we're not like traditionally just entertaining we're like providing um a space Mm -hmm. almost so people are coming to us and staying sticking around because they feel safe so they're going to project that kind of same kind of energy Which I think is important. Like, the kind of energy you put out there on social media is no different than what you would in in a room with a person, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And I've noticed there is a a lot of drama content has become very popularized in the past few years. And it just, it's a vicious cycle. It just breeds more of it, you know. And it's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. Like, I really do think it is. Uh, There's clearly, because the whole world is, like, drawn to it in most cases. But I I ask the question, is it ethical? Because something that is fun is not always ethical. I want to switch gears before I let you go because you're having a sure. little one soon. And I want to – I just want to know how you're feeling. Like, are you excited? You're going to have a little girl?
1: Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, I'm very excited. In like a week, maybe a day. We're like past the point in right. it's, it's Like, it's
0: – Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She is a human being in there, um, full on yeah um it's it's pretty wild (laughs) i uh never thought i'd be a dad never thought i'd be married never thought i'd be emotionally healthy enough to sustain a relationship just to be completely honest like i was raised um by some pretty emotionally my parents were emotionally abused um and uh it's hard when people don't get help to help other people and so yeah um i've spent a lot of time my wife um done a lot of therapy, um, and then started doing uh, therapy with her mom and been doing that for three years. Um, and so I, with that all being said, I feel like I am getting to a point, you know, we can always keep growing, but I'm getting to a point where I feel confident in raising an emotionally intelligent child. And I feel like that is not celebrated in this world, but once you understand those concepts and build up those walls and that understanding, like you, you win, you win in this world. And I'm just, you know, in a sense of like, you get to really love and you get to really connect with people. And that's like what this is all about being here, in my opinion. And so I'm very excited to have a daughter in this scenario, like in this world, because I, in this phase in life too, I just, I'm so excited to have, the emotional intelligence to raise a person and not, I mean, everyone's like, you always do damage to your kid. Um, there's always some undoing, which is fine. Um, not fine, but I want to soften those blows and, uh, give our kid opportunity to have an emotional intelligence. So if, if there's interference outside of our little unit, she understands because there are bad people in this world, but she can, understand how to rise above um pain and hurt so i'm excited
0: well sky i i think you i think you're on the right track and i'm excited for you and i can't wait for you to see your little one for the first time because i've heard that's an amazing moment so i'm gonna ball my eyes out Good for you man (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah i mean that would be a normal reaction that's probably how i would i would uh react yeah my dog's begging me for a walk so i'm gonna give you a moment to plug whatever you know where do you want people to see you at where do you want people to meet you at
1: um i don't know nowhere i don't really care i have spent (laughs) so much of my life being like my band super whatever we got a new single brr. like i just i don't know don't follow me follow if you find me come find me if you can't that's okay too like all well, of. You,
0: you know I'm gonna plug you at least, but I love that answer. I think that's probably how I would answer if I were a guest on someone's <laughs> podcast. Um I'd be like, I don't know, man. I don't even know why you're listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> um but no, I, I appreciate this. This has been a great conversation yeah. and I love getting to know people in this way. Um thank you to TikTok of all things for making these weird connections. Seriously. It's beautiful. Well, I hope you all join me in wishing Sky the best as he welcomes his little one into the world here very soon. Uh, Good luck with fatherhood, Sky. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, for those of you who have not checked him out, make sure to check out Super Whatever. They're on all the streaming platforms. Music's great, and I really am into it. Car Hearts and Converse is one of the more recent singles. I love that track. It's just like fun. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word or if it's too simple, but I enjoy it. Make sure you also check him out on... TikTok, Sky McKee. He's not too hard to find on there either. He was previously the Mister Rogers of TikTok. Now he brought his own namesake back to it. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate you all. I uh, I'm coming up on ten episodes recorded now, and it's been such a great experience. Um, I got some really cool stuff coming your way, and I really hope you stick around. It's been a lot of fun, and. I don't know. It's just inspiring to be inspired, if that makes sense. As always, drink some water and tell somebody you love that you love them. Until next time, we'll see you next time. (laughs)